Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Ann Ortley's Weekly Weather. My name is Ann Ortley. I'm an astrologer in New York City. It's 5.30. We're a little early tonight because I have a podcast this evening on the new moon in Gemini. Uh, that I, For whatever reason, we scheduled it early, so it's starting at 7, so I thought I should do this before. So we have a new moon this week on Wednesday at 3.43 p.m. in Gemini. And we have a podcast tonight on the New Moon webinar so that you can sign up for that. It starts at 7. So we're early tonight for the show because I've got to eat and kind of work on some podcast stuff. So uh, here we are on the weekly weather for the week of June 10th, 2018. And the heavens are full of exciting things above our heads, inviting us forward, inviting us dancing, inviting us singing, and inviting us to let go. Of course, you know, we always like to look and see what the heavens are promising, why they're why they're dancing with us, what they're inviting us to do. And one of the things, of course, this week we had a couple of very prominent suicides. Um, uh, Kate Spade and Anthony Bourdain, uh, two cancers, who are, of course, cancers a sign that's a little prone to a depression, um, both took their lives via the by hanging themselves uh, and kind of shocked us. And, of course, it was Mars going into the south node. Um, I talked about it last week, and you know, kind of saying, you know, this energy of Mars going back and forth over the south node three times, we're going to have a lot of releasing and letting go. You know, when, when I say that, I don't always think, oh, yeah, and people are going to kill themselves. But it is... Um, it is a time of releasing and letting go. So do check on the people in your life that are uh, fragile or that are having problems or that are, you know, you're aware of. I had a friend who kind of went MIA on, for a number of reasons and resurfaced with having beaten up a partner. So I was kind of like, wow, you beat up your partner? Um, which never would have occurred to me as even an option in the world. Right, but of course it happened this week. So Mars into the South Node is not always <laughs> Mars in general is a malefic. We we forget that we go yeah it's sex it's our action it's how we get out there it's what we do, but he's an Aquarius so he's doing things that we wouldn't normally think he would do. You know, in in the case of both Case Spade and Mr. Bourdain, they both had children. You know, thirteen and eleven, um, who are being left now with the legacy of a parent who killed themselves and also with the energy of um, understanding. In the case of my friend who beat up her partner, um, I was like, wow, you know, like pretty kind of shocked. But I also recognized that this is Mars on the south node. We're not always going to be taking action that is in our highest interest, unfortunately, because Mars on the south node, the south node of loss and releasing and maybe not our better angels, Remember, the north node is our, you know, our angels and our guides. The south node is where we tend to be a little addicted or where we tend to be a little bit, we need to release or where we're feeling a little overwhelmed or when we're feeling a little bit too much. And so Mars and Aquarius is unusual action. Aquarius is unusual. Mars is action on the south node of loss. You know, it kind of answers to these. There were a few other things that happened this week, but I was kind of like, you know, kind of just a little stunned on you know multiple levels and you know recognizing that this this story of releasing is so strong 
and Mars in the south. Now, we're going to have it all summer. We're going to have it all summer. We need to pace ourselves. You know, we had Trump go off to the G8, the G6, whatever number it is. But, he, you know, he got there late to the meeting on why women matter, right, which no surprise there. And then he left, and he's yelling nasty things about the Canadian prime minister. And I'm kind of like, really? You know, like, what is this, haters going to hate, hate, hate? You know, we should have Taylor Swift go sing at the White House. Shake it off. Shake it off, baby. So, I, you know, with Mars on the South Node, it's a very potent Mars, and he's moving forward towards his station, which he's going to do at 9, and he's going to station on the 26th. So he's slowing down, and he's going to be real slow, kind of moving, you know, slow. I don't know if you remember Jimmy Fallon would do slow-talking news, you know, with Brian Williams and with Barack Obama. That's slow-talking, slow-walking. So watching the energy of Mars on the south node. Now we're going to have it three times. Mars is going to square that south node go into the south node, went into it once this week, going to go into it backwards next time and then forwards a third. It also, the node of fate is uh, squaring Uranus. Uh, So there's a lot of energy this week coming up, too, as planets enter new signs. They're going to aspect Uranus and Taurus, freshly in Taurus. And Uranus and Taurus is considered his detriment. I was in a class the other day. We were talking about Uranus and Taurus as a detrimental energy, why would it be in detriment? It likes to be in Scorpio because Uranus in Scorpio likes to blow up things and change things. When it's in Taurus, think shrapnel. You know, think you've got a, an explosive energy wrapped in bullets or shells or whatever. You know, you think of the explosion in Boston in the marathon. It was shrapnel that did most of the damage. Those bombs were wrapped in, you know, wrapped with metallic things around them and then that's the stuff that caused the problem so watch mars and taurus because he does want to explode things and change things and shift things and so the idea we want to consciously use the energy the best we can we want to get in front of the energy we want to work with it on some level as mars goes into the south node there's kind of a rage that surfaces and people go And then you go, whoa, 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 whoa. And then Taurus goes, ground it. Ground it, baby. Because Taurus, of course, rules that Mars on the south node. And Uranus and Taurus, Taurus is the throat. They both killed themselves by hanging. Astrology is very literal on many levels. And so Uranus is in Taurus all summer, too. (laughs) So... You know, contact your friends, contact the people that are not hanging in so well, contact the folks that are having a hard time, be in touch, be connected, be related. Understand that you're going to hear things that you're maybe a little shocked by or perhaps a little like, really, what did you do? And maybe you're going to want to do them. That's the other part. Mars has got impulse control issues when he's in Aquarius and he's on the south node. So, he can rev up really fast. He can just kind of get really quickly angry. And we were talking about, like, people kind of revving up to get angry and then nothing there, nothing there to get angry at. No fight here. We're not going to fight. And so then they rev down, right? But with that North Node in Leo, the desire to fight, very strong. So, or the desire to assert our will, right? And so what your job is is to say, okay, you know, let's, Look at this energy, understand it for what it is, and work with it in a productive way. 
I mean, that's the only thing we can do. And then watch the people that you love, the people that are a little, that are having a hard time. And clearly in many of the people, the you know, it seemed Kate Spade, was her depression was more known than Anthony Bourdain's. But also just kind of paying attention to that element of despair. And also with the Mars Uranus square, with the Uranus squaring the nodes, these are very uh, emotional times. Uranus is trying to Saturn, and it's square to the nodes, so people are really feeling it in terms of physical work, physical value, physical who they are. And then, you know, not to make it uh, overdoing, but the Jupiter and the Neptune are in a trine. Jupiter's in Scorpio, Neptune's in Pisces. They're in a trine kind of inviting I just want to go to sleep and not wake up. I just want to escape this. I just want to leave this behind. So the the trine of the planets in water is kind of issuing an invitation. But the other planets are in feisty energies and frustrated energies and perhaps despairing energies. And so watch when the Mars flares. Watch when your Mars flares. Watch when someone else's Mars flares. And then just kind of go... It's an old frustration. It's a frustration that needs to be released. The good way to use it, find stuff you need to finish up. So make a list of all the things that you did not finish, with the idea being they either are finished and out your door this next couple weeks by the end of the summer, or you're getting rid of them. You're not keeping it anymore. Those old projects, you bought the wood for the deck, you're not going to build the deck, you're going to get rid of it. You're going to sell the wood to somebody else. I talked to a client earlier today. She and her husband went just looking, not planning on buying, went looking and bought a recreational vehicle. <laughs> but some guy brought it in and had like 2,000 miles on it, right? And and it was a really good price, and they bought it. And they weren't planning on buying. They were just kind of checking it out. But obviously it hadn't worked from his perspective, the own, previous owner, because they had 2,000 miles. You know, it hadn't really gone very far. Uh, but they now have the thing that they were talking about getting for the future, but it showed up now. So the other part is stuff can come in now that is for the future because Mars is stimulating that south node, and he's saying, let's bring it in. Let's bring it in so we can fill the south node and go to the north node. Because sometimes you read on astrology, don't do your south node. Don't no, you, The south node is a hungry node. You have to feed the south node. But when you feed it, it then goes, oh, I've been fed. Great, I feel so much better. And then it shoots the energy towards the north node. So the goal is to feed the south node. Make it happy. Make it content. With Mars down there lurking around it, it's feeding that south node all the time. So you want to watch that it's not feeding it bad things or weird things or things that make you go ouch in the night, but that it's feeding it things that make you want to move forward. So in my case, you know, I have a list of stuff that I haven't finished that I want to get done and systematically working on it. You know, just saying, okay, I got to dedicate, I got to commit, I got to dedicate, I got to commit, got to get it out the door. Because the time is now. And once we get to the fall, full steam ahead, 90 miles an hour. So this summer, which is a summer of retrogrades, I'm going to do a webinar not after I'm going to do a webinar after the new moon manifestation in the next week or so, which is going to cover Mars retrograde, Mercury retrograde, Jupiter retrograde, Saturn retrograde, Pluto retrograde. All the planets are retrograde in the sky all summer long. It is a, the summer of retrograde. You know how 1967 was the summer of love? 
the summer of 2018 is the summer of retrogrades. What do you need to redo, revise, revisit, re-re-re-re to get it out of your out of your life, out into the world, so that you're free? That when the energy shifts in September, you go build, you go make your life, you build that next chapter. Very important. And remember, the North Node's still in Leo, issuing invitations to you about how to go forward, where to go forward, what to do in the going forward. All right, so sign up for the webinar. Uh, it's tonight at 7, and we're going to talk about the new moon manifestation. You can also buy it, you know, do it in the next couple of days. You don't have to listen tonight if you're busy. Um, and then we'll be having one probably the week after on the summer solstice, I'm guessing, on the uh, around there on the Mars upcoming retrograde and the retrograde, the, the summer of retrogrades. I'm going to come up with a sexy title other than that. All right, so this week, June 8th, let's, or June 11th, rather, let's get our uh, calendars out for the moons. So today the moon is in Taurus, and it's in Taurus tomorrow until 1129, and it's sextile Venus. So moon in Taurus, sextile Venus in Cancer, very happy. Everybody's happy, happy. <laughs> and it's abundance, and it's fun, and it's creative, and it's exciting. Okay, so that's uh, Sunday, Monday. Moon goes void 1129, Monday night, and it enters Gemini at 2.53 in the morning on Tuesday, and it's in Gemini Tuesday and Wednesday. And it goes void at 3.43 p.m. Wednesday afternoon with the new moon, and then it's void all Wednesday until uh, Thursday morning at 3.20. So the new moon is the moon sun, so that's a positive energy too. Tuesday, Wednesday, positive energy, new moon, new beginnings, letting everything go, big excitement. Gemini is, of course, doing everything two times. Um, then it's void Wednesday night, Wednesday, Wednesday afternoon, Wednesday night, and then it enters Cancer. And it's in Cancer on Thursday, and it's in Cancer on Friday, going void at 12.18, moon opposite Pluto, that's a hard one. So Thursday, Friday has a hard ending, a hard release, a difficult news, difficult stories, difficult changes, moon opposite Pluto. So not great aspects for Trump's hanging out with what's-his-name in Korea, or in Korea guy in Singapore. Um, but the closing aspect is a moon opposite Pluto. On the, so then Friday afternoon, Friday evening, very uh, moon opposite Pluto, very intense, not a good, not a good date night. Not a good date night. A lot of breakup. A lot of breakup energy. Mm. And, of course, you know, well, you're not really working for me. Mars opposite the south node. Got to go. So it's a, it's a separating energy. And then the moon goes into Leo on the 16th, bright and early in the morning at 321. It's in Leo on the 16th, the 17th. And it goes void with a sextile to the sun on Father's Day, which is a nice positive energy. And it goes void at 11.25 at night. So Saturday and Sunday are very positive. So Thursday, Friday this week, kind of sucky. Emotional, distant, hard, separating, crabby energy. The rest of the week, nice. So that's good. That's the good news. We have good news this week. The other thing we have this week is we have both Venus and uh, Mercury changing signs. Venus uh, is going into Leo which means that she's going to square Uranus, right? That's one of the things she's going to do because Uranus is in Taurus. So she's going to square Uranus on Thursday night, which is part of the whole breakup energy energy that we're going to have then. Venus, the goddess of love, squaring Uranus, the plot of, the god of I'm not interested in doing this anymore. Break up, break up. Mercury going into Cancer, 
on the 12th is good. And, of course, he's in Cancer, which is emotional. He's also out of bounds. Mercury's out of bounds. So he's very little over the top and in Cancer can be a little whiny. But he has a nice sextile to Uranus bright and early on the 13th. So even though he's a little sensitive and a little whiny, he's going to be in a good mood, right? So Mercury's in a good mood. Venus is not so much in a good mood. Um, You know, she's in Leo. She's loud and she's proud and she's not going to put up with someone who doesn't adore her or worship her. So the square to Uranus is a big breakup next week. Big breakups. Hopefully no more suicides. Although I have to say I didn't necessarily anticipate the Mars into the south node as suicides. I mean, I knew it was endings. But um, I just hope the whole summer is just not full of them. Uh, and, uh, you know, and it, Mars on the south node is a sense of despair. So do check on your people that are despairing, even the people that you you think of as happy, you know, kind of. When people say stuff, just be really on it. You know, this is a this is a very quick moving energy and with Uranus on the south node impulse control is low so people are going to hop on it quickly so that's the moons let's talk about the sun and the rest of the planets so the sun this week goes from uh, 21 20 Gemini to 27 Gemini and uh, in Gemini of course we need to do things two times he's answering to Mercury in uh, Gemini for the first part of the week and then Mercury in Cancer for the second Um, But Mercury is out of bounds, so we also have a little bit of an overdoing quality with Mercury, uh, ruling the sun, and kind of saying to him, let's go a little little bigger, let's go a little wider, let's go a little more out there. So the sun in conjuncts uh, Pluto um, and pushes us into making some kind of adjustment, and he looks to partner on, on the 12th and say, okay, let's kind of come up with a new energy around relationships. There also is a choice to be made on the 12th as he has a hard aspect to the nodes of fate. And this sometimes is, do I take door number one or door number two? When, the, when I see this, these aspects, you know, and you're kind of, remember that when, when, when they would do that, Monty Hall would go, door number one or door number two, or maybe the box, door number three. And you could see the person just getting really anxious. So the decision you're going to be asked to make on the 12th might make you a little anxious. And and that's okay. You know, choose towards the thing that really inspires you rather than the thing that you're afraid of. The sun is sesquiquadrate Mars on the 14th, so that's stress against taking action or stress around taking action. And sometimes that's, okay, I have to go take action, but I'm not really, I'm not really feeling the love. I'm really feeling the, uh, oh, you know, what do I have to do? And so, you know, just know that that's part of the energy of the week. It's got a little bit of a... Um, shouldering the inner, shouldering the responsibility, I guess is the best way to say it. Then Sun is sextile Eris, the goddess of discord, on the 14th. So we can definitely see a little bit of fighting energy that the, towards the end of the week. And um, there's a big creative push on the 16th when, she sec- when the Sun sextile series. Mercury this week is in late Gemini, going from 27 to 30, and entering Cancer on June 12th. At 2:59, right before she enters, uh, right before Mercury enters Gemini or enters Cancer, he has an aspect of a stress with Jupiter on the 12th about choices made. This is a public energy, public public decision, public choices made on the 12th. Of course, that's the day of the summit. Um, I'm not anticipating great things out of it. Uh, Mercury's semi-sex quadrate Jupiter on the world axis, you know. 
whatever. It, it's not a, not a positive energy. Now, uh, clearly, the White House does not have astrologers. Um, Mercury also enters Cancer on the 12th, which gets much more clannish and more focused. And, of course, Mercury's out of bounds. Mercury is in a biquintile to the south node on the 12th, which is a releasing energy. And then it also is sextile to Uranus on the 13th, which is a lot about unexpected changes around things. And then there's a biquintile to Mars on the 13th, which is a lot of energy around, you know, how do we get stuff accomplished? What do we do? Where are we going? So Mercury, when he's in Cancer, is really working on the earlier parts. And because he's going to be talking to Uranus and talking to the planets at the earlier sections he's kind of trying to get stuff accomplished but he is out of bounds which means that he's a little overreactive so people can be overreactive and of course you know what that means with all these other energies in the heavens just kind of sit quietly somebody recently posted desiderata you know go placidly among the noise and haste i thought i should print that out this is that kind of week so go find desiderata and print it out and You'll be, you know, if you keep your head about you when other people are losing yours, you'll be a man, my son, or a woman, my daughter. Um, and so this week, partnering energy very strong with Mercury. He wants to form partnerships on the 14th and 15th. He's in the mood to get together and connect and coll- collaborate and do stuff. He also has to make adjustments to the partnerships he's formed already on the 15th. And then he's getting a real solid no on the 15th as he opposes Saturn. And uh, that's not happening. You're not getting to do that no, no, no. And then he's also in a hard aspect to Mars, which is asking him to adjust on how we take action. Of course, Mars is in Aquarius, um, and Mercury is in conjunct Mars. So there's an energy of, I know I'm supposed to change this, but I don't really know quite what I want to change it to. I'll kind of watch for that. That's at the end of the week on on Saturday. Venus this week goes from 26 Cancer to 5 Leo. She enters Leo on uh, the 13th at 5 o'clock, 4.53. So before she does that, while she's in Cancer, she has an argument with Saturn on um, Tuesday. Well, again, not Venus opposite. Venus contraparallel Saturn is we're not getting along. And she's also parallel to Ceres, which is how do we nurture and take care of ourselves. And then there's an adjustment around the home and hearth on on Wednesday when she's arguing with uh, the natal planets of home and hearth. Also, we're going to have Vesta change signs this week. Uh, Vesta's shifting um, energetically also, so we're going to watch for that. Um, Mars is, Venus and Mars are contraparallel on the 14th, which is breakup day. Remember I said 14th, 15th breakup day. Mars, Venus, Mars opposition, you know, arguing crabby, crabby. Venus is also square Uranus on the 14th. She's not getting what she wants. And she's sesquiquadrant Neptune on the 14th. So she was told she was getting this dream. She was told this was what's going to happen. And this is when she finds out that they're not really doing it after all. So she's not 100% happy, okay? And that's going to happen at the end of the week. And then uh, she's contraparallel Pluto, so she says, well, I should have known. And the answer is not necessarily, but now that you do know, now you get to make other choices. So no beating yourself up or yelling at yourself if you made a choice based on promises made that are not being kept right now because people are having trouble keeping their promises, so your job is to go, okay, how do I, um, you know, what are the promises being made? And within that realm, how do I make them 
you know, how do I take them seriously? Because they do mean them, but I also don't bank on them because they may not come through. Does that make sense? It's kind of a it's kind of a weird energy about is it in or is it out, and it's in kind of sorta, but not a hundred percent, which is weird because then then it's really not in. It's kind of out, but it's not out. It's, you know, it wants to be in. It's kind of like the person that says, "Gee, I really want to, I really want to, I really want to be in a relationship with you, but I'm, I'm just not ready for relationships right now. I, I, I'm just a mess. I'm just not ready for relationship." And then you kind of kiss them a couple times, and then suddenly you're naked, and then, and then they go, "Oh, you know, I, I'm really not ready for relationship." And it's like, "Yeah, you told me that. You declared you weren't ready, but we still got naked. That's okay." But then now you don't want it, right? You know, so. You know, it's that, uh, you know, love me but don't. So it's kind of a weird energy towards the end of the week. It's not personal. It's their issue. It's not your issue. But, of course, you picked them. Uh So it is your issue, too, because they're reflecting on some level what you needed, right? So now you go, well, I really would like someone who can commit, so I'm going to move along. Thanks. It was fun. Uh, Bye-bye. You get get how this works. Like, and I see this a lot. You know, people connect, pull in somebody because they manif- they're they're matching what the person really wants. They're not 100% sure they want relationship, so they pull in someone who's not 100% sure they're in, which is great. Everybody's happy. But then one of them shifts and wants relationship, and the other one goes, Oh, I don't know, I don't know. So what you wanted now is changing. So now you're you're free to change your mind. You can always change your mind. Say, I want something new. Uh, Venus trines Chiron on the 15th, inviting you to change your mind. And she's also by Quintal Vesta saying, well, what would, you, what would make your heart happy? What do you want sitting on your couch? As my friend Stephen Bolognese, Bologna says, you want uh, somebody that you want to sit on the couch with. It doesn't matter you have wings in your house. You want to have someone you can sit on the couch with. So Mars, contra-parallel series on the 15th. There's a little bit of fight around how we nurture, how we caretake. Jupiter's trine palace, Athena, on Wednesday, Thursday. So we really see patterns we hadn't seen before. And we go, oh, yeah, that is my pattern. Oh, yeah, that is your pattern. Okay, now what are we going to do with it? And on the 16th, we decide if there's anything we can do with it because Jupiter is semi-square Vesta. Remember, sometimes the patterns can change. And I'm not. I'm a firm believer in everybody can evolve, everybody can change, everybody can turn into something new or do something new. So I'm not going to say you can't. I'm just going to say, are you ready to change? Are you ready? If you're ready, this is a great week. If you're not ready, you got the whole summer. You'll get there. Trust me, the way the planets are going, you're going to be going, I'm changing, I'm changing. All right, Saturn, contra-parallel series, pushing, pushing. Uh, pushing us into new nurturing, new caring, new relating. Uranus quintile Athena gives us a push forward and says new patterns, understand new ideas. Uranus is semi-square Neptune. Remember, Jupiter and Neptune are also trine. So there's a lot of illusion about, well, if I do this, this will happen. And a lot of times what we're doing this week or and next week is we're buying into the dream. We have a dream. We're committing to our dream. Don't be afraid to commit. And when you commit, if it comes in really fast, like my friend's recreational vehicle did, <laughs> and suddenly they've got an RV, and they're like, "Wow, we got an RV. We didn't even. We went out just looking." You know, I understand something's going to happen quick. It's a lot of magic this summer. A lot of magical energy about moving stuff quick. Pluto is 
Sesame is Square Marriage Plan. It's partnerships, June 10th, saying, am I supposed to do this partner or do I want to do something else? And then it also is discussing what it wants to actually nurture and grow. Remember, whatever we feed, we grow. Whatever we nurture, we grow. So if we're growing it, we've been feeding it. If we haven't been watering it, it's going to die. You know, it's understanding that story. Vest is going retrograde, and uh, it is going to enter Sag from Capricorn on the 13th, going backwards. Um, but it is changing signs. So it's going from Capricorn, which everything's structured, into, okay, a little more chaos. You may feel you're in running a little more chaos. And then Juno is partnering with Eris, uh, the goddess of discord. So people are going to be in the mood to partner with being, being crabby on next Sunday, Father's Day or being, you know, be looking for some kind of change. And there's a real focus and a real push on how do we change things, how do we change what we're growing, what we're partnering, how we're nurturing. Uh, a couple public service announcements. One, the webinar in a, 7 o'clock tonight in an hour on the Gemini New Moon and manifesting. There will be another one next week or the week after on the Summer of Retrogrades. That one's not up on the website yet, so look for it. But definitely sign up for the new moon in Gemini man- manifestation uh, moon this tonight in a couple hours, in an hour at seven o'clock. Um, also, I'm going to be speaking at Great Lake Astrology Conference um, the weekend of the of July 12, 13, 14, which is a lovely regional conference in um, Ann Arbor, Michigan. So for the Midwest folk, and it's a really it's a nice it's a nice friendly people are really nice. The food's really good. The hotel's lovely. And then I am going to be in uh, Tucson running workshops and mentoring, signing up for, with students signing up to mentor, be mentored by me, and also learning how to be a professional astrologer. So that's going to be in October on OPA, Organization for Professional Astrologers, and that's on the Internet. So you can find that on my website and theirs. And I wish you all a great week. And remember, uh, we are making very fast changes and very swift and quick decisions. Make sure to make your decisions positive and in service of love, in service of love, not the south node in Aquarius, in service of love. Go for that north node in Leo. It's going to be a little hard because Mars is down there wanting to pull us into the, into, the, into the trenches to get us in a fight, and we want to go, I'm not going to fight with you. I'm willing to go love you, north node in Leo, but I'm not going to fight with you. Take care, and it's Ann Ortley signing off from the bright red desk and wishing you a great week here on planet Earth. Bye-bye.